he bound his son. I want you to do me a favor for a second time, if you would. Turn over to uh, Psalms 118. In Psalms number 118, if you'd be so kind. In Psalms 118. This is a song that Jesus sang. Here it is, Psalms 118 and verse 27. It says, God is light, which has showed us light. Bind, bind or bound, just like you was reading a minute ago, like we was reading a minute ago. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. The title of the message I'd like to bring this morning is to bind the sacrifice. You may be seated now if you would please. You see, we got so many people, we got so many people that we see all the time come to the altar. I'm hearing of these uh, camp meetings where all these thousands of teens are supposed to be unsaved and all this stuff. And then with about a week or two weeks later, you can't find them with a search warrant nowhere. Even though you see them on the altar and you see people week after week, week after week on the altar, then the following week they're back again. They're, they're back again on the, on the altar. I like what Martin Luther King's, uh, Martin Luther, no, not King, Martin Luther, Martin Luther said that his favorite song that he liked is Blessed Be the Tie. Blessed Be the Tie. In other words, once you're bound, you can't run and go nowhere else. Is that right? And see, see, that's exactly what happened here. Jesus is singing. See, he said the sacrifice. And then he said the cords. The cords. And I've seen so many people in church. I've seen people go off to Bible college or surrender to preach. And only 3 to 5% really follow through. They follow through for a little bit, and then pretty soon they're right back out again. You see, in other words, they're there and they're gone. You'll see them on the altar, you'll see them pray and everything. But this verse of Scripture said, Bind them to the horns of the altar. Now you see at that altar there, in the Old Testament, when they had those altars, they built them with horns on each end. And there was a purpose for building it, them horns on each end. Because us, as being God's sheep, we're the steeredest animals that they are. I was up at Tony Hudson, uh, a preacher in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I was out there visiting his farm. And I told him I wanted to get out there. This has been several years back to study the sheep out there. Well, we went out there in the field as we started gathering up the sheep. And a couple of them run, broke out of the bunch with the other sheep. And they run to a one by six board fence. And one of them put his nose against the fence. He's got a flat nose anyway. And he was a pushing so hard, his legs begin to tremble. And I asked the man, the, his son-in-law, uh, Tony Hudson's son-in-law, what's wrong with that goat? He said he's so scared 
that he's trying to commit suicide because fear has got him wrapped up until he don't know what to do. Can I tell you in this day and time in 1920 when we live in, I've never seen so much fear in my natural born life. Have you? We're feared. We got so much scared in the church. Out of the church, we got so much fear. People come to the altar, then the next week, the next week, the same thing again. Now I want you to, I want you to listen to something real close. Why they had to be bound. I was in Kansas City, Kansas. The biggest stockyards. Who's ever been to a stockyard? You go to a stockyard, and when you go to a stockyard, you can hear the sheep, you can hear the cows, you can hear everything a bellering. I went to those uh, them stockyards because I heard of all the animals that they killed out there. All of a sudden, they started bringing they bring some trailer loads of sheep up there that day. The sheep, as soon as they got there, they could smell the blood. They could hear the bleating of the sheep. And what they did, all the sheep began to run to the front of the trailer. Brother, will you show them what kind of sound that was? Will you show them? They are so scared. They don't know where to go. The only thing they know is they don't want to get out there where they're smelling that blood. That's good. That's good, son. That's good. But what I'm trying to show you, the fear of these sheep. They didn't want to go into that slaughterhouse. And they started turning around in that trailer and started climbing on top of each other and going up to the front of the trailer. They was all on top of each other. And they was bleating just like that because they could feel uh, death was all around them and they could smell the blood. All of a sudden I asked one of these guys who was driving that trailer, hey, let me ask you something. You can't unload them sheep acting like that. How are you going to get them out of there? How are you going to get them out of there? He said, simple. He walked to the side of a door. He opened this door up. And out come this thing. And when it came out, it jumped in the trailer with them sheep. And he started climbing right up on top of them, heading to the front of that trailer. As he got to the front of that trailer, he completely turned around, walking through the sheep. And they all began to follow him to the slaughter. After he got all the sheep out of there, I asked the man, Sir, what in the world was that? They went in there and got them sheep and brought them out and led them to their death. He said, we call it a Judas goat. That's exactly what we did. We call it a Judas goat. Could I say all the Judases ain't dead? We got a lot of Judases out here right now. Is, is that true? Now see, now look, watch this real close. How many preachers and stuff that you know and how many churches you know that have started and now they're all over with. The preacher's out of the ministry. Their church is shut down. That's the reason I thank God somebody like Brother, like brother Rick, like Lester Roloff, like Oliver B. Green, there were some people that had to come to a place in their life where they said, I'm not running no more. I want God to bind me and bound me good. Is that right? 
and God will do it for you to stop that infernal running and quitting every time something happens. Is that right? Now, real quickly, I want you to turn to the book of Ecclesiastes, if you would, please. To the book of Ecclesiastes. To the book of Ecclesiastes. I want to show you something, if you would. In the book of Ecclesiastes, here's what it says. In verse uh, uh, chapter 4 and chapter 4, and in verse number 12. And if one prevail against him, two, uh, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not easily broken. He said that if you want to tie that thing where it can't run no more, because listen to Brother John what I'm trying to tell you. You might be doing good here today. And there's some people here, I'm sure, today that this week and the last couple of weeks they have been through some fires. Is that right? Some bad, bad fires. And do you know what? But if they don't never come to the place, that they don't never let God bind them, you know what you'll do? You'll run when the fires get started. You see, in the Old Testament, all the sacrifices died. But in the New Testament, Paul said in, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, that I, I beg you, I, I beseech you, that you might present your body a living sacrifice. In the Old Testament, the lambs died. In the New Testament, God lets you live. There will be suffering. There will be pain. There will be things. But God wants us bound to the altar. If you're not bound, you're going to take off running. Is that right? Is that true? So he said, bind him with a threefold cord. Take a threefold cord. Now, if I try to pull a car with this one, it would break in two. If I pull, if I try to take two of them put together, it might hold a little bit. But Solomon said that you better buy him with a three-fold cord. Then I can pull a truck with this. I can pull a cord with this. Real quickly, I want you to watch something. If you are not bound with the cord of love, the first for the Lord Jesus Christ, the first time that the fire is going to come, you are going to cut out running. Is that true? You won't be able to take it because, I mean, some of you have been through, I mean, hell by the acre. If it wouldn't have been for God, you wouldn't have been able to make it. But there was something that God put in you that you loved Him and you knew that He loved you and you said, I'm not running this time, God. Bind me with the cord of love. That's why Paul said the love of Christ constraineth me. I, he said, I can't do nothing else. I've been shipwrecked. I've been beat. I've been all these things. But Paul said, that cord of love will hold me. Can I tell the young people here something? Saved. I, I, you say you're saved, and I'm glad that you do that. But say when you get out here in a car riding around out on a date one night, and a boy begins to get fresh with you and want to touch your a leg or touch your arm or something like that. If you'll ever remember back that day that you got bound, you say, I cannot mess around like this because there was a day at a time 
that I let God bind me. Is that right? Not only that, there's another rope here, the other rope. Rope number one is bound with the cord of love. Number two, you've got to be bound with the cord of determination. That you've made up your mind that you're not going to quit. You're going to stay, you're going to stay serving God. You're going to stay in the house of God. Is that right? That's true. You've got to make up your mind what you're going to do. Is that true? Number three thing, number three thing. You better be bound with the cord of faith. Because whatever fire that you're going through, God is going to be with you all of the way. Every inch of the way. They will be able to help you whatever. And believe me, I, I, I've never seen so many people suffering. I was in the children's hospital in Cincinnati, Ohio. The, a, a couple invited me to come up there to see, uh, to see their baby that had been horse kicked, and, and that baby was laying up there dying. They had the, the belly wide open. They had ice in the belly and stuff like that. And I'll never forget the longest day of my life. That mama was leaning over that baby, and all the machines they had going, I didn't know what one meant from the other. But here's what she kept saying. Breathe, baby. Breathe, baby. Baby, you got to breathe, baby. Uh, don't quit breathing, baby. Don't, uh, don't quit at all. Mama's, mama's praying, and daddy was down beside the bed praying. And if you're not bound with a cord of faith, the cord of determination, and the cord, and the cord of, of listen, of love, you will quit and run again. Then the next week you'll be on the altar again. Saying, God, help me with this. Did you know something? That word rededicate, we use it all the time. That thing's not in the Old Testament. Because when a lamb went to the altar, it died. You see, God, we are living sacrifice now. God said in the New Testament, you're not going to die. But in the Old Testament, you're going to die. And that's the way that he wants us bound to the altar. Is that right? I love that song, don't you, brother? Blessed be the tie that bounds. You can go all the way through the state of Virginia, up through there. They got places up there, preachers, uh, mile markers of preachers that was burnt at the stake and beat up and died out on the side of the highway. I was reading in Fox's Book of Martyrs before I come here tonight, uh, today, and here's what it said. It said there was an old Puritan and they was fixing to burn him at the stake. And while they was getting ready to burn him at the stake, and he had his hands hands behind his back, and there was a young boy, there was a young boy tied him up. They fixed to put the fags, uh, faggots up under his feet so that he would burn fast. And they put them all around him like that. And here's what he said. The man, the, the martyr says to the young man, he said, son, bind me fast. Because if you don't, when the fires run or start, I will run. And that's the way every one of us are. Is that true? We'll quit. We'll run. But, but if God ever, if you ever get bound one time, college people quit school. I, I don't, preachers quit churches. Everybody quits. But you know what to happen is? They've never, ever let God bind them one time they went on their emotions they went on their feelings how they felt like it 
But if you ever get to the place that God locks you down and binds you to that altar, if He bound His own son with nails, if He bound, if he bound Isaac, I'll guarantee you, that's what every one of us need. It'll stop all that running for going back business if you ever one time die out to it. Is that right? Let's bow our heads in wood, please. Let's bow our heads. Our Father and our God, I want to thank you, Lord God, that there was a day and a time, Lord, that after I had my own church, and Lord, the fires got so hot I didn't know if I could take it anymore. And Lord, I walked off and I left the fires that day and left the church. Get out from under all the problems. Then, Lord, it wasn't very long, Lord, that I was back in my pulpit and I had to make up my mind then. Lord, I'm not running no more. And I ask thee to bind me to that altar. I ask thee for these workers that Brother Rick's got here, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you might bind them each closer and closer with their pastor and closer with their ministry that they got here in the church. Thank you for this ministry. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the four souls that were saved last week and made to this very day. May somebody be born in the family of God. There might be somebody here, Lord, they know they've prayed about something, prayed about something, and then walk right out of there, and they've never left it there. They've never let you bound them. May this be the day that they'll be bound today. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen.